0: Intro music, host, welcome back, dear listeners, to another intriguing episode of MagicCast.ai. I'm your host, and resident skeptic-turned-believer, here to dish out everything weird, wonderful, and utterly unexplained. Today, we're diving deep into the mysterious true story behind the spine-chilling movie, The Entity. Grab your popcorn and buckle up, because this is gonna be a wild ride. Background music fades, host, now, some of you may be thinking, what's the entity all about? Well, my curious friends, it's a chilling tale inspired by the real-life Doris Bither case. Picture this, it's Culver City, California, 1974, a time of bell-bottoms and disco fever. And there's Doris, a woman experiencing some seriously alarming paranormal phenomena. Host, Doris was not your average gal, folks. She had a hazy past, filled with all sorts of troubles. Physical and substance abuse haunted her, along with a traumatic childhood. Add to all that the fact that she and her four children were living in a condemned house. Talk about a recipe for an otherworldly adventure. Host, so, Doris reaches out to a parapsychologist superhero named Barry Taff, who worked at a parapsychology lab in sunny California. Together, with the help of another investigator named Carrie Gaynor, they conducted the grandest of interviews to dig into Doris' claims of the paranormal. Host, now, my dear listeners, it seems that Doris had some pretty wild tales to tell. She alleged that invisible entities had attacked and even raped her. Now, that's enough to give anyone the heebie jeebies, wouldn't you agree? Host, but hold on to your ectoplasmic hats, because here's where things get really spooky. Aside from the spectral assaults, Doris also encountered luminous, transparent human shapes and all sorts of poltergeist phenomena. Ghosts, balls of light, things falling off shelves, it was like a paranormal blockbuster right there in Culver City. Host, so, armed with courage, no pads, and more curiosity than a cat in a cheese factory, our dynamic duo, Taff and Gaynor, embarked on an epic investigative journey. They set foot in that condemned house on August 22, 1974, and returned repeatedly for ten whole weeks. Now that's commitment, my friends. Host, During their visits, Taff and Gaynor detected what they called poltergeist activity. Objects took flight from shelves as if they were auditioning for a remake of Airborne, the haunting edition. Strange lights flickered, bad odors lingered, and cold zones materialized out of thin air. It was like a supernatural circus had come to town. Host, but wait, folks, the plot thickens. Our daring investigators were joined by an acquaintance of Doris, who claimed she could speak to spirits. And it didn't stop there. There was an entire entourage of people associated with the lab or our dynamic duo, all ready to witness the paranormal greatness. Host, now, here's the clincher, the evidence. Taff and Gaynor, being the true adventurers they were, snapped some photographs during their encounters with the unknown. And what did those photos reveal, you might wonder? Well, hold on to your skeptics' hats. Host, the images captured by Taff and Gaynor showed what appeared to be lights, glowing orbs, and spectral streaks. Sounds pretty convincing, right? Not so fast, my friends. Our intrepid duo's photography skills, or lack thereof, may have influenced those intriguing shots. Whoops! Host, an analysis of these photographs suggested some pesky photography mistakes. You know, thin objects too close to the camera, accidental exposure fiddling, and all that jazz. In fact, some folks argued that the lighter areas on the photos were inconsistent with the typical path of a moving light source on film. Host, surprising? I think not. But, these missteps didn't deter Taff. Oh no, he stood firm, concluding that paranormal phenomena must have been at play. The case was dubbed a bona fide haunting. Boo! Host, now, let's fast forward a few decades, my friends. Benjamin Radford, our modern-day investigator extraordinaire, took a gander at this convoluted case. And what did he uncover? Brace yourselves for an unexpected twist. Host, according to Radford, the Doris Bither case likely had more to do with a distressed family, questionable investigation techniques, and, you guessed it, good old confirmation bias. It seems reality might just have played a sneaky trick on all of us. Host, well, that brings us to the end of this spine-tingling journey into the true story behind the entity. Will we ever know the real truth? That's for the bumpy road of the great unknown to reveal. Until next time, my fearless listeners, stay curious, stay skeptical, and always keep an open mind. Outro music, end of podcast.